When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, Clubbers. We've written a book and we are so excited to finally be able to tell you about it. It's called Have You Tried This? And it will be released on February the 15th, 2024 by Welbeck Publishing. It's the best of what we've learnt over four years of living and experimenting with everything the self-care and wellness world has to offer, all collated into one place, plus a load of new practices written just for the book. And the best thing? Every single practice in the book costs you absolutely nothing and every practice in there really will improve your mental health and well-being. It's available right now on pre-order. Be the first to get your copy. Link is in our show notes. Hello, today we are talking about the concept of choosing love. I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Lauren Mishcon, and this is Self Care Club. The advice for self care today is endless and can be yet another overwhelming job for women. Every episode, we trial a different self care practice, live it to the letter for a week, and report back to you on the results. Will it actually improve your well being or will it be another waste of your time? We test out self care so you don't have to. Welcome to Self Care Club. Choosing love is a profound and transformative practice that revolves around the conscious decision to approach life's challenges, interactions and relationships with love, compassion and empathy. It's all about cultivating a mindset and making a deliberate choice to respond to situations with kindness and understanding, even when you're facing difficulty and conflict. This practice extends not only to how we treat others, but also how we treat ourselves. The concept of choosing love as a practice draws inspiration from various philosophical and spiritual traditions that emphasize the transformative power of love. But what does this mean in practical terms? Yeah, what does it mean? So choosing love may involve responding to challenges with empathy, communicating openly and respectfully, and fostering a sense of connection with others. That's what choosing love is. And it also means encompassing self-love and recognising the importance of treating yourself with kindness and understanding. All roads lead back to the same place, which is here. That was a beautiful song. Are you aiming for the Christmas number one slot? (laughs) I wasn't, but now that you've said that, I think I might. But all roads do lead back to here, which is always self-love. Yeah. 
By adopting love as a practice, you can aim to create a positive ripple effect in your life and the lives of others around you. This intentional approach to love can contribute to a more harmonious and compassionate world, fostering understanding and unity, even in the face of differences and difficulties. And my, my, we could do with a bit of that now. My, my, <laughs> my, we? my, 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 Sharona, we've done, <laughs> we've done nearly 500 episodes. <laughs> I've spoken to you a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot, and even in and around that five hundred episodes, <laughs> we have spoken a lot. Yeah, how many hours do you think we've spoken? I have never ever heard you say my my. Well, now <laughs> you have. <laughs> so why should we choose love? Well, here is just some of the benefits. Number one, it cultivates empathy. Putting yourself in someone else's shoes and trying to understand their perspective, their feelings and their struggles, it means that you can connect with them on a deeper level and respond with compassion. It improves relationships. So choosing love leads to more meaningful connections with people and it will also nurture those relationships that you have with them. Yes. Also, it helps you to let go of anger and resentment. When you consciously decide to let go of negative emotions like anger and resentment, it can be much better for you because it's not toxic. And it means you can grow and you can have meaningful and proper relationships. Self-compassion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My, mm-hmm. my. <laughs> my, my. <laughs> my, my, Sharona, you are terrible at this. Self-compassion. Yeah. Mm. It's not my strongest suit. Choosing love means being kind and understanding towards yourself. It involves recognising your own worth and treating yourself with the same love and respect that you would offer to the people you love. Self-compassion is essential for your overall well-being. Did you know that? Oh, you said that in a, in a pointed way. Mm. What about forgiveness? Go on. It's a very significant aspect of choosing love. It doesn't mean that you just okay hurtful behaviour, but it, what it does do mm. is liberate you from carrying grudges. Have we ever done a show on forgiveness? We totally should. I can't believe we haven't. I think it's really important. And also, you know, when someone is in that sort of blameful, angry, resentful place, yeah. and you kind of maybe throw out what about forgiving what about forgiveness and they sort of look at you like you've gone absolutely mad ah that makes it okay what they've done well it doesn't forgiveness is for you well don't they say that all of this is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to get sick yes yeah that is the most brilliant analogy Mm. that is a brilliant analogy and forgiving others and yourself it allows you to move forward and, and that's the most important thing. So you have to see forgiveness as a gift to yourself. Yeah. We're going to do a show on that because it's too big a subject to like just, you know. Have we missed that in four years? Trip over. Also mindfulness. When you're fully present in the moment, it helps you become aware of your emotions and your reactions. And this self-awareness is crucial in choosing love because it means that you can pause and you can reflect and you can respond thoughtfully instead of just reacting impulsively it gives you greater resilience choosing love you develop resilience in the face of challenges a loving perspective helps you bounce back from setbacks as you approach difficulties with a positive and optimistic mindset i always i also want to put something in brackets here when we are not talking about 
toxic positivity. No, no, no. There is a difference. It doesn't mean that you should always go through life thinking positively and being positive because that's not real. And we did a whole show on that. So go back and listen to Toxic Positivity. It's a really good show. Um, and it's a really important practice to nurture on how to stay away from toxic positivity. But this is about being optimistic in a realistic way. Yeah. Do you know that choosing love can help your physical health? I bet it can. Of course it can. It reduces stress. It increases happiness. It can even lower your blood pressure and help your immune function and lower your risk of chronic diseases. Now, having said all that, like with everything, there is always a flip side. And we just wanted to bring you some things to bear in mind to help you navigate this practice of choosing love more effectively. Yep. So you might want to think about vulnerability because choosing love might make you feel vulnerable, especially if other people aren't going to respond positively or if they reject you. So it does take courage to do this. Also, emotional exhaustion and self-neglect constantly giving love and support to others without taking care of your own emotional needs may lead to emotional exhaustion and burnout. It's essential to strike a balance between helping others and practicing self-care. I mean, are we going to talk about put your own oxygen mask on first? Are we going to talk about you can't pull from an empty cup? My, my, I think we should. And all of that jazz. Are we going to talk about it? Or have we just done that? Well, I mean, I, you know, that's it, isn't it? You you have to have your own boundaries around your own stuff. And that's the whole next point. It doesn't mean when you choose love that you sacrifice your own well-being or that you allow others to mistreat you. It's crucial to establish healthy boundaries and to know when to say no. And believe it or not, we've done two shows on both those topics. And written a book on it. Oh, yeah that too we've written chapters on how to say no we have we've written chapters on how to establish boundaries we have it's really good it's really good um so misunderstandings Mm. people might misunderstand your intentions Mm -hmm. especially if they are not accustomed to receiving kindness which is quite sad really isn't it some people might interpret your actions as insincere or manipulative which i mean that could be disheartening and i don't want that to be a point of you not to choose love but we're just kind of throwing that into the mix. Because otherwise it sounds like, oh, this is so easy. But it's not always easy. Well, if it was easy, everyone would be doing it. Yeah, but they don't, which is why we have to do a show on it. Yeah. So you've got to balance this whole ideal of choosing love with the realities of actual real life, which includes dealing with difficult people, dealing with challenging situations. And it's really important to find ways to maintain a loving attitude whilst acknowledging and addressing real world problems. Can we um, just talk briefly about the flip side to choosing love and what you might be choosing instead Mm -hmm. so that it gives people listening an understanding of where they might be on that spectrum? Because I kind of caught myself doing that this morning with my husband. Oh, expand please oh he called me to he always okay so this is the non-loving thought process uh-huh. right whenever he goes to do something like a, a domestic job whether it's picking the kids up or it's going to get something from the supermarket or it's something outside of the house he will always call me mm-hmm. so he either needs directing or he needs to check in, or that it always requires a phone call. 
and I'll be honest, it drives me mildly nuts. Uh-huh. And so when he go when he went out this morning, he went to pick our daughter up. He went out and he was picking her up at 10:40. <laughs> and at 10:41 the phone rang. Mm-hmm. And I just rolled my eyes. Oh, like just can't you just pick her up why do without I... having to communicate with me about it yeah. yeah or there's something i have to reassure him or tell him or direct him or that is not the loving that is not the loving choice so what did you do i answered the phone yeah i well first of all i went yup oh that not, wasn't choosing love not loving no so but the phone didn't connect okay so then when he called back yeah i thought okay i'm going to choose love now mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i went hi Mm-hmm. open much nicer he might need to know something yeah. and he said hi just checking because you said your dad was going to pick her up did you remind him that he didn't need to and i said yes i did he went okay see you soon he was just being sweet and thoughtful towards my dad yes that is choosing love but what i was doing initially which is habitual and a little bit default is i was judging and a little bit aggravated because it was it was it kind of in, it was like crashing in on my mental load yeah you see I what it. i mean i get so, it so so that's so that's like and there'll be a million examples of those every day of when we don't choose love mm. and we just slip into these we choose judgment we choose irritation yeah we choose resentment, resentment. we choose anger we choose so many other things we choose but that are actually not good for us and not good for the relationship that we're choosing it in and just not good for the greater good and not good for your well-being according to all of this so we've got a little technique for this we have it's called the heart technique this is this is this is this is this is yeah this is genius genius she rarely says that we're calling it the heart technique. H-E-A-R-T. They because, know how to spell heart. Well, it's an acronym, you see, because choosing love means leading with your heart. heart. Fostering harmony, empathy, authenticity, respect, and tenderness. tenderness. So the H. For harmony. The E. Empathy. The A. Authenticity. The R. Respect. And the T. Tenderness. That's it. That is what you've got to bear in mind when you are using the practice of choosing love. Heart. And you can start with asking yourself one very simple question. What is my kindest response here? Yeah. So you're choosing a loving response rather than a combative one. And the example I've just given with my husband with the phone call is exactly that. The first one, the yup, was combative. And actually the second one was hi. It was open and loving. Yes, because when you come from a loving place, your reaction and your response, obviously, is going to be vastly different. And then the interaction is going to be vastly different. And then the relationship is going to be vastly different. Yeah. So should we give a couple of examples of how this could work in practice in the real world? Yeah, well, I just did. You did? But we're going to give you more because we really want you to grasp it, use it, live from it, enjoy it. Okay, so... Let's use a situation where, let's say, you're having a disagreement with your sister about something that's important to you both. So let's say it's like where you're going to take your mum for her birthday and you're having a row about it. What could be a judgmental response? Well, it means you're defensive 
and you I guess you're just insisting on your viewpoint so it would be like well no I don't want to take mum there and we went there last time and we didn't really like it and it was really expensive and why do you always do this why do you always choose the easiest option when it really just doesn't have to be that way or that yeah. kind of thing yes yeah how is that great you're not considering their opinion you're probably going to escalate the row and then what's going to happen well, it's not going to be very nice, is it? You're going to have an argument with your sister and then you're going to feel like crap. Then you're going to feel upset. Yeah. She's going to feel upset. There's bad energy in the world and who needs that? No one needs that shit. So if you're going to choose love in this situation, what could you do? Well, you could start with actively listening to your sister's perspective without immediately jumping to defend your own. You could try understanding her point of view. You could maybe validate her feelings. You could express some empathy and... You could stop trying to win the argument. Mm. So you could say something like, okay, tell me what you're thinking. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about all the options that are available to us. Thank you so much for doing all the research. I really appreciate it. And I think it's really lovely that you want to make mum's birthday special. And you keep it about us. Let's talk about what we're doing, what we're planning. So you're sort of building mutual respect and you're finding common ground right okay so if you're choosing love in this scenario it means that you're actually doing something we've talked about before on the show in our week of letting go of being right because you're prioritizing the relationship over being right <gasps> oh my favorite my favorite quote come on say from it. over 400 and i think 90 shows now mm-hmm. you can either choose to be right or you can choose to be in relationship. Here's a quick one. Let's say that your child has just broken something valuable of yours at home. The judgmental response. Oh my God, I told you not to touch it. Why did you do that? You've got to learn to leave things alone. You're so careless. You're so clumsy. Oh, that's not nice. Why would you do that to me? I'm so angry. That sort it's of a bit thing, much. right? Would you, would you say all that? I don't know. It would depend on what they'd broken, wouldn't it? But a loving response. Instead, you could maybe approach the situation with a bit of empathy. You could just take a moment, understand that mistakes happen. Your child's probably feeling quite remorseful and try and just communicate calmly. And you can express Choose your feelings. love. Like, it's fine to say, I'm really upset that's broken because I loved it. But you don't have to accuse them. No, and you could say, please, next time, just have a think about, you know, what you're doing with my stuff so again you're collaborating you're finding a solution together like if you can't reach it maybe come and ask me or dad to get it rather than climbing up because this is what can happen when you climb up and you can't reach it yourself yeah so it's it 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 sounds easy but it's harder than it sounds you know in the moment <laughs> it is hard and it sounds yeah. it it really is especially with your family yeah especially with your family especially with your husband's well, my husband's been away this week, so husband's been so tricky. <laughs> That's easy. <laughs> he only got back late last night and only saw him this morning, so I wasn't doing so well, was I? <sighs> okay. So, with all that said, yeah. tell me how you felt going into the week. I didn't really grasp the concept in the beginning. I was like, what do you mean choose a lot? What is that? It just sounds so wacky and kind of like pathetic and like, I don't think I want to do that. It didn't call to me. How are you feeling? I felt like I couldn't really be asked with it, even though it was my idea. It was totes your idea. Totes. Totes, yes. But 
thinking back to it now and now that I've done the practice which we'll get onto in a minute that's ridiculous mm-hmm. and that's a false economy because not being asked to do it when actually it's something that brings more peace and love and energy is pathetic it takes up a lot more energy to be angry irritated resentful than yeah. it does to just be yeah fine yeah or as we said last week to just let them <laughs> Just let them. <laughs> and choose love with it. It's quite similar. It's, it's a letting, it, it, it's an allowing. Yeah. And there is a similar feel of it, which is just much more peaceful and pleasant. Absolutely. And makes you happier. Okay. So should we talk about our weeks? Yeah. Let's, t- let's do it. This week, we are sponsored by Notion. Why do we love Notion? Because it brings our ideas to life. It's like having access to tomorrow's tools today by combining all our research scripts and notes into one simple space with the added power of AI built right inside, not a separate AI tool or browser tab. I used it the other day to plan all our social content for the next three months. It's made what's usually a really long, daunting task super quick, simple and streamlined, leaving us with more time and energy to focus on what truly matters, which is bringing self-care to the listeners and less stress for us. Notion is a place where any team can write, plan, organise and rediscover the joy of play and the Notion AI turns that knowledge into action. It can answer any question in seconds, summarise your meeting notes and keeps you completely organised. If you can think it, you can make it. It's become an integral part of our podcasting toolkit and we're calling it self-care. Try Notion for free when you go to notion.com slash self-care club. That's all lowercase letters, notion.com slash self-care club and start turning ideas into action. And when you use our link, you're supporting our show. Notion.com slash self-care club. Go on, you go first. Okay, obviously there were loads of little examples like the one I just gave Mm -hmm. in the show, in the intro. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not going to go through all of those because I think it just gets the point across, right? But it is a conscious thing. I I have a a pre-teen ager at home and she is quite challenging at the moment and she is quite moody (laughs) and a little bit temperamental. So rather than getting upset and irritated by her, I was choosing love, mm-hmm. but I was actually doing it like I was giving her a kiss or I was blowing her a kiss or... That she- would be the T for tenderness. Yeah, yeah. And harmony, H for harmony in the heart, right? Yeah. Because I want something more harmonious yes. with her. And also the E for empathy, like trying to understand where she's at rather than just having that thought process of, oh, she's just being a moody teenager actually the empathy of what she's saying because it's very real for her Mm. right Mm -hmm. and when i would when she was like screaming at me or having a go at me or just being a bit moody and i would blow her a kiss yeah she would she would laugh yeah so it would diffuse things immediately immediately yeah or she would turn her head because she didn't want to see she didn't want me to see that she was smiling yes you know yeah so that i found really really good and really helpful and I will definitely be keeping that. Nice. Right? Good. I mean, I think she could choose love occasionally. That would be nice. That would be nice too. Um, And then it came on, I had a big conversation coming up with a friend of mine. Right. Um, And we haven't spoken in a while. And we were meeting for coffee to just chat about where we were at and what was going on in our friendship. Mm -hmm. 
And I really went in with the intention. Firstly, you know, we're really good at having a difficult conversation now because we have done a show on it. And written a chapter on it. And we've written a chapter on it. So I feel like I've really got the tools to be able to navigate a difficult conversation, but also having the extra tool of choosing love Mm -hmm. and having the extra tool of heart, Mm -hmm. harmony, empathy, authenticity, respect and tenderness. You know, that very much supported me in the ability to have a really constructive conversation Mm -hmm. and by the way we did great and she came in she came in with a very similar approach it wasn't contentious it wasn't blameful it was kind it was respectful it was open Mm -hmm. and I found it very useful and very helpful I'm not going to divulge the what went on in the conversation because that's between me and her but I really honestly hand on heart (laughs) I chose love nice and we've had a really rough ride of it the last couple of years between me and her and I haven't always chosen love Mm. and she probably hasn't either but that's for her to you know that's not for me to say um I have chosen other things that have have created a difficulty in our relationship so choosing love was very helpful and do you think if you had not chosen it you would have had a different conversation or it would have gone down a different road of course it would have done of, co- of course it would have done if i'd have come in accusatory and defensive we would have had a very difficult chat mm. Mm. um so actually the tools that we've learned from doing the show were very very helpful yeah that will say um I'm going to continue to choose love with her as well. It's not like it's not like a one and done situation. No. You've got to keep choosing it, yeah. right? So, you know, my daughter can come home in another mood today and I've got to choose love again and choose love again and choose love again. It's not like, oh, you choose it once and you're done and that relationship's mended. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. You know? I would like to discuss, and maybe this is a little bit more for summary, but I'll put it here for now. I would like to discuss when it's time to not choose love. All right, let's put a pin in that. But let's put a pin in it because it's an important part of this process that you have, and we did touch on it, yeah. but you do have to know where your boundaries sit. Yes, yes. Because you, you can't just keep doing it. Yeah. It's not absolutely. good for you. Yeah. How was your week? Interesting. Um, so it started with a necklace of mine that my grandparents gave me, or they bought for me, actually... <coughs> She's going to get annoyed because I drank water and I was trying to do it quietly and it went down the wrong hole. She always gets annoyed me when I'm I drink water anyway. because I'm choosing love. I was just about to say I want you and to be choosing love. It's not your fault that you choked on the water. <coughs> I'm sorry that you choked on the water. Thank you. Who are you and what have you done with my friend? Just choosing love. Um, right, my grandparents bought me a necklace when I was a baby and Zach, who's my 17-year-old, he wanted to wear it and he's been wearing it for a couple of months and that's, you know, that's fine. With me, I I sort of loaned it to him, long-term loan, um, with pleasure. And yes, it is valuable because it is gold, but also valuable to me because my grandparents died a long, long time ago and I've had it all my life, so it's special to me. He went on a run because he likes to take himself off for his nighttime 5Ks. And he. I have to start this off by saying he is the most responsible 
child. He's never even lost an oyster card. He's like that kid. He lost the necklace. He lost the necklace. It fell out his pocket. And he came home and told me. And he said, you know what? I was, I came back late because I actually tried to run back to see if I could find it. But I've lost it. And it, you know, it was really small. It was, we were never going to find it. And of course, initially, you know, the initial gut reaction is how stupid of you to like put that in your pocket, you know, and why would you do that and not put it somewhere safe or take it off before you run? And I just thought, no, you know, I I am going to choose heart. He, He does feel really bad. I am going to choose the T for tenderness. I am going to keep the H for harmony in my house. And I just... And empathy. And I, you know, and and I could tell he felt bad. And also he's not a careless child. It's not something he does every day that we always need to discuss. So I just said, look, I'm, you know, I am upset because it was special, but I know you didn't do it on purpose and it's done now. So there's no point me being upset and there's no point you being upset with yourself. And we've kind of just moved on from it. So I do think this helped because it's hard to not go straight to being quite cross. You know, the gut reaction of just yeah, being but I cross. think I think you would have also, you would have ended up here anyway. I really do think you would have, because you, you know him and it wasn't intentional and all of those things. And choosing love or choosing not, I mean, it probably just got you there a bit quicker. I think so. But also I remember when he was about three, he smashed a vase in my dad's house and the vase belonged to his late wife and it was very special. And obviously he was three and he did not mean to smash it, but he did. And my dad's initial reaction was to be really cross with him, even though he was three and he shouted at him and he said, you know, I can never get that back and it belonged to her and da 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 And I kind of in that moment I kind of thought back to that and I thought I know you know god bless my dad he wasn't you know purposely trying to upset him but that was his initial reaction was a lot of upset and a lot of anger because of what had happened and I chose something different so that was the first thing nice uh the second thing was and this kind of goes back to your point that we put the pin in so I'm gonna slightly bring it up again good 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 um my husband did something I felt it crossed my boundary and I stayed silent about it and I thought, no, that's not very helpful. We're going to have to have a conversation about it. So we had a conversation about it. It was quite a difficult conversation, but I'm glad we had the conversation. And he responded and I, instead of kind of escalating it, I chose love. I chose to listen and I chose to be authentic about how I felt. So... It you was, are really was, using that heart, look, aren't you? It was a tricky one because when he upset me, it did cross my boundary. So in that moment, I, cu- I couldn't excuse it or forget about it or choose love or gloss over it or say, I know, I'll just let it go because that's better for me. Because actually it wasn't better for me and it wasn't better for our relationship. What was better was to say, when you did that, it made me feel like this this is how I feel about it. And I need to talk about it with you because it's it's not okay for me. It's not okay for us. So we, we discussed it and we thrashed it out. And we did that, I think, respectfully. Um, and that was good. And what has come from that since we've had the conversation is that he understood how I felt. He won't do that again. And actually we've had a much better week since we've had that conversation. And I have been much more able to choose to choose love with him and he has been much more able to choose it with me and I think it's also that thing of you're only going to 
get out what you put in. Like soup, Nicole. <laughs> Marriage is just like soup. Listen. You're only going to get out what you put in. You, it takes communication. And it, and it takes all of those things in the heart acronym. Should we go to summary? Yeah. What worked for you? Firstly, understanding the line between not blindly choosing love in every situation, because as we said in the intro, I don't think that is realistic. And life presents challenges, difficulties, things come up. And I think it is a little naive and unrealistic to just blindly say, I just choose love. I just choose love. Everything, everything's fine. No one can upset me, you know, because I just choose love all the time because that's not... Uh, not how life works no it's not how people work no and sometimes you have to choose something different in order to get to a place where you are able to choose love Mm. i agree i agree with all of that and i think you have to be very conscious and aware of where your boundaries sit as you should be with everything with every one of these practices you should be aware of where your boundaries are what works for you what doesn't what pushes your buttons what doesn't um and that's the only downside to this, but it's a really important, it's a really important nuance in this that you just have to be aware because you'll just get taken advantage of. Yeah. And that you don't want. No. So this is about kindness and empathy and understanding and communication, all of those wonderful juicy things that make life even juicier, but just do it with some self-care around it. But it's kind of the same situation with you and your friend and me and Ollie, because once you've kind of had that quite difficult conversation, but you have it with proper communication and respect and you're open and you're authentic, you are then both of you able to continue on in a, from a loving place, choosing to communicate with each other in a loving manner. And it becomes much easier. Well, because you've been harmonious and you've been empathetic and you've been respectful and, you know, you've been understanding and you've been authentic. All of those lovely things that are in that heart acronym, honestly, if you apply all of those things, they're going to bring much more of that back to you. Exactly. And then you get into a much better flow where you choose love and they also choose love and that's much nicer. Agreed. Agreed. So... The big question, and we didn't do this last week, Laura. Oh my goodness, but I think it was evidential that Let Them was coming in the club. Is Choosing Love coming in the club? I choose yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. Big fat heart for this. Oh nice, I see what you did there. You like that? Yeah, I like it. That is our Choosing Love episode. Uh, we will be back on Friday for our Wellness Weekly Roundup. If you want to be in touch and we would love to hear your thoughts on choosing love, please do DM us at Instagram at selfcareclubpod. Email us hello at selfcareclub.co.uk. All of our links are in our show notes. So come follow us everywhere. Come be in touch. Come be part of the club. We want your conversation. We want your thoughts on this. And we'll be back on Friday. See you then. Mother Kind podcast explores how to feel happier 
more confident and empowered in your motherhood, even in our world of pressure, judgment and comparison. I'm your host, Zoe Blasky, and every week I speak to an incredible expert to share actionable steps and powerful lessons to living your life as a mother with more joy and unapologetic confidence. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, just search Motherkind. Motherkind.